Does your marketing sometimes feel like a chore? Like it's something you have to do, you need to do it, you know that your business depends on it, but somehow it, the joy has been taken out of it. The fun has been taken out of your marketing. If you answered yes to that question, then you are in the right place because Amy Hager is here today. She's a marketing specialist and we're going to dive into choosing the right content model or, or content style for your unique personality. This is exciting because listen, there are lots of different kinds of content we can create to market ourselves. Amy, I'd love for you first to share with our audience what are those content models or content styles that yeah. entrepreneurs have to choose from? Yes. And so to dive right in is obviously written and people are like, oh, you have to write books. You have to write blogs. You have to write all this stuff. So there's written, there's audio. And so if you're a fan of podcasts, radio DJs are a lot of this. Also the phone, another content personality style videos. So recording the videos and really being able to teach and explain from that component. There's also going to be visual. So if you are into artistic, hand-drawn graphics, things along those lines, even designing things like in Canva or Adobe. And then the last one really is live and in-person. And that's what we're doing here, having conversations, doing interviews, speaking from stage, leading workshops where you're really engaging with people. So with so many choices out there, how does someone go about understanding what is the best route for them? Because listen, especially when you're working either solo or maybe you have a small team, mm -hmm. you have to be mindful of where you're paying attention, where you're spending your time. Should entrepreneurs or business owners be diving into more than one content model at a time, or should they go one at a time? How is, the, how is it best to choose those content models? Such a great question. And then this is where the overwhelm happens, right? Oh my gosh, there is all of these ways to market myself. There's all of these social medias and websites and blogs and channels and blah, 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 blah that I can do. Ah! And so really where we want you to do is take a pause and market the way that feels most joyful to you. And so when you start really pausing, scaling back and looking what you truly enjoy, one, marketing does not become a chore. And then two, that energy and that uh, style is really going to help you shine more as a thought leader as well. And so a great example is even though I went to journalism school, I've written for newspapers and magazines, I, I'm a pretty decent writer. Writing is not my content personality. And I actually just wrote an ebook for another organization. It took me an extra 60 days to write this ebook. Like it was pulling teeth. And it very much so reminded me I need to stay in my content personality, which is live and in person. And so when you are getting ready to do your marketing, if it's feeling like a chore, I think you need to really reflect, is this the right content personality for you? And then we get into the right tools, right? Is it social media? Is it podcasts? Is it having a YouTube channel? Or is it sending newsletters and creating blogs and things along those lines? Those two things have to really line up and match, again, for you to energetically show up the most joyful and for you to be the most empowered to be the confident expert that you actually are. 
I can't help but to think though that we're talking about self-awareness, right? And so I think you're self-aware, I am too, and maybe some people who don't feel as self-aware, who are not really sure if they're what is natural for them. Like I feel like for me, it's video, it's live, it's in person, it's probably similar to yours. What right. if someone does not have that level of self-awareness and they need to have a tool to be able to discover what they should be gravitating toward? Yeah, so we've got a business expansion scorecard, which talks a little bit about this. And so if you take the scorecard and you're really finding that you feel like you're whatever it is, a round peg in a square hole as you're answering these valuation questions, I think that's a great trigger that, all right, clearly what you're doing isn't from that place of joy. It's not bringing you joy. And here's the thing that really hits home for me is, we don't start businesses to be miserable. We don't start businesses to bang our heads against the wall, even though it happens. Really, we start businesses because we have this passion and this thing in our heart and our soul that we're really, really good at. It's okay to not be really, really good though at your marketing and having to take a little bit of work and take a little bit of pause. Like you said, to really be thoughtful about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And so if you grab that business expansion scorecard, go through and answer those questions, that's a really easy tool for you to take stock and really that first step then to kind of uncovering what does joyful marketing mean to you? Because it's going to mean something different to everybody. Right. And I just want to mention that's at mshannonhernandez.com where obviously you collaborate with Shannon Hernandez. Yeah. And so that's where you would find the uh, biz expansion scorecard that you can get. So I think that's a great tool for people to use to discover what that modality is and where their natural tendencies go. Um, and so let's talk about joy in marketing, right? It, it's like you said, we didn't get into business to be miserable. <laughs> we got yeah. into business because <laughs> we wanted to have a certain lifestyle. But what happens a lot of the time is we get very busy and I would argue work more hours as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur than you did when you were working shift work and working for someone else, but it's under your own terms and, and you have certain benefits that come to you and or for example, being able to schedule your day the way you want to make the money, money that you want to, you're not capped. There's so many advantages to it, but sometimes though, the joy can be taken out of it because you're doing so many things. What aside from figuring out what your content model ought to be, what are some other ways that we can bring more joy into our marketing? Yeah, so I would say that really think about your expertise, your confident expert, your thought leadership expertise. And when you think about that and what gifts you wanna share with the world, and when you show up in service and you are just vibing, it is amazing. How can we capture that in other ways? How can we parallel that in other ways? If you're on your group coaching call and really that's where you're best at, how do we then get you more opportunities to showcase your group coaching? How do we have more opportunities to showcase you as a teacher, as a leader? If you love doing interviews, how do you have more opportunities to either interview people or be interviewed yourself. And so looking one at your day to day of what are you doing in your business and how can we pull from that to then create marketing content out of it? Cause I don't love using double, I don't love to do double duty, right? Like if we can really repurpose and reuse something 
in a thoughtful way, let's do it. So I think looking at your energy and where is that going, especially in business. And then I think the other thing too is our business and our lives are just so intertwined. And it's really, there isn't a business Amy and a life Amy, right? Like I'm the same Amy either way. And so being able to find that marriage of your life and your business in that balance and taking stock of really overall in your day-to-day, what's joyful, what's not. And yo, Shannon, who is my partner, she's actually leading our Joy Money Retreat right now where we really (laughs) focus on what are we doing that we enjoy that makes us money? What do we do that we enjoy that costs us money? And then on the flip side, what are we doing that we don't enjoy, but we make money out of it? And what are we doing that we don't enjoy, that we don't make money, that it costs us money? And figuring out how to reposition some of those things as well so that you can be at that high vibration all day long and really living a true joyful life. And some people are like, you're more in alignment. Some people are talking more through like that life balance. And so really taking it from the lens of joy though, is where our specialty lies in uncovering that for each individual. I love that when we talk about joy, one might even interpret that as passion. Doug has asked a question here about how to know what is a good way to see if your passion is sellable, Mm -hmm. right? How do you know that definitively? And maybe we don't know that definitively until you go out there and try to sell it. But do you have any advice on that? So I was going to say one, I would say that yes, passion is something that is sellable. And that is one of the biggest things that we doubt as coaches and consultants is someone actually going to buy this. And so as you're working on how you're going to work with people, how you can serve, I think that's the key. So knowing that you have a gift, an innate gift in this life of how you can improve others' lives in this world and bring that vibration of the planet up, that is what's key. Figuring out how to package and sell it, yes, sometimes you will need help. Maybe it's a business coach, a marketing coach, something along those lines. But when you really tap into your soul and figure out what your gift is, that's really what we believe that is that key to you being the expert that you are. So yeah, Doug, I would definitely say that your innate gift is sellable. Now figuring out how to package and to serve it is really that next step. Yeah. And that's really where we're going today is choosing that right content model for your personality is a great way to figure out how you can package your content so that it makes sense, not only to the people who you want the message to land with, but that it also makes sense for you and that you can live in a place of joy when you're doing your marketing so that it doesn't feel like a chore. Mm -hmm. And I think that has a direct correlation with your ability to stay consistent with it. So true. So, right? so because true. Consistency, that's the trick. We hear that over and over. Oh, be consistent, be consistent. But a lot of people fall off the consistency wagon. And one has to question if the reason why is because they're not in alignment with their personality and that they're trying to force a square peg in a round hole. So right. how important is it to do this, to find the right content model? Maybe you have some examples of people you've worked with. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Who have discovered their content model to the point where it really improved their consistency overall. Yeah. And to be honest, Shannon, she was on the photo of the website. She is one of my best examples. And she's the one who actually founded the company and created our business expansion scorecard and really has been able to scream from the mountaintops about joy. 
Shannon first started her business and she was doing only blog writing and writing newsletters. And again, like me, she was educationally trained as a writer. And when she really stopped, she took our, our quiz, she really realized she thrives and shines as a live in person. And here's the thing, she's an introvert. And so introvert energy, energy and extrovert energy, two different styles and two different things. So Shannon isn't doing, even though we're both live in person, she and I do not do the same things in our marketing strategies. Right. And so when Shannon stopped focusing all of her effort on writing, she loves writing and enjoys it. She also though loved going live and has figured out to be an introvert in person. Her business doubled. We took in $200,000 more that year alone in revenue because Shannon shifted how she was talking and marketing her services. And, and so, so maybe the message was the same. It was just the shift in the how delivery. she was saying that or how it was being delivered in what content style it was being delivered that yes. led to that increase of $200,000. Exactly. Exactly. And again, like she was able to connect differently with people. She was able to really feed off of the energy of people and to be able to laser coach and answer questions right on the spot. She's amazing at it. And so that's when then people are like, Shannon is great at this. I want to work with her. And so when we made that shift, she now still does a little bit of writing and it's just more fun. And we're seeing some pretty good results from that as well, but really where the bread and butter of her marketing personality is live and in person. Yeah. And what you're saying is about imposter syndrome and, and feel, having some fear around going live. I think that it comes back to well, maybe that modality is not the right modality for you. Maybe this content style is not for you and you should be writing instead. We don't know. We don't know exactly. until you maybe do this quiz or do some of that reflection and, and dig into your self-awareness around what you gravitate to more naturally. Wow. Uh, Amy, I wanted to just dig into something as well around, around fear, right? Fear yes. overall with regard to content. A lot of people struggle with, well, what do I say? Does figuring out your content model help you to determine what to say, or are they completely separate things? A hundred percent. So I think once you figure out your content model, you then can work on that messaging and you then can be confident in the messaging that's going out there. But also I will let you know that marketing is a playful experience. It's not just going to be like, ah, oh, magic wand, this is working. There are some play that you get to have in it. There is chance for then you to look and reflect and one, what did you enjoy? Two, did it land with your audience? Three, amazing, let's go for it. How do we do that again? And then there's gonna be times where you're so jazzed and it was amazing and so much fun, but then it didn't land. So right. was it timing? Was it not the right place, not the right platform? And those are great things then that we get to explore and really figure out, but once you really get yourself in this groove of you're feeling good, it is landing with your audience. Again, it removes that chore factor <laughs> that, oh, I'm banging my head against the wall. There and are so many moving parts. There are so many moving parts to making marketing work to grow your yeah. business. This is one component of it that thinking about the, the content style or model that you should gravitate to naturally that could impact the overall marketing that you're doing. 
That's, and I that's think what that I'm hearing. The other thing that I'm hearing all the time is, what are people going to think? Is my audience going to like this? And if I know you're going to ask me about like my tip to stop. Well, yeah, let me dive into that. Glad that you went ahead with that. Share with us a tip, a tool, a tactic or technique that is helping you and, and Shannon and your organization to market what it is, the good work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, share a tip with us. So I would flip the script instead of being worried about what does your audience think of you? Is this landing? How is this going? I think the first question you need to ask yourself is, am I enjoying doing this? Because if not, we have a saying and there's a swear word in it. So I'm not going to say it here because who knows about FCC, but if it ain't joyful, we ain't doing it. And so when you step back and stop thinking that, oh, is my audience on Instagram? Are they on LinkedIn? I need to be in Facebook because that's where I need to be. Just stop and ask yourself, do you actually enjoy this? Yeah, and then it. go from there instead of being everywhere, doing everything and doing all of the things. And let's check in with your joy first before you go any further. I love it. I think that's a great place to end our episode today on Cashing on Camera. Amy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights and your expertise around how to bring joy back into marketing, making it feel less like a chore. Certainly people can go to mshannonhernandez.com and take the biz expansion quiz and to find out what their score is. And that will help to, them to determine what modality or content model and style would best suit their individual personality. So thank you so much for coming on to the show today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was great meeting everybody. This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Plouffe and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPluff.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. Cashing on Camera is a production of Cheryl Pluff Media.